Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, it is uh, Thursday, January 16th, 2020. I am back from California. It was a long trek home, um, but I'm home. Everything is good. I understand this is coming a day later than anticipated, um, but we are here. And uh, we are going to be discussing what I could only fathom to describe as the most odd thing the Vegas Golden Knights have done in their short in their short history. Um, we will jump right into it uh, in a little bit. But welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com, site manager for SB Nation's Lines on Ice and NHL columnist for Gaming Today here in Las Vegas. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, welcome to you. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever else you consume your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21, or you can send an email to LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So, where do we begin? I I guess we'll just start with the statement that I still don't believe to be 100% true, but it is. The Vegas Golden Knights fired Gerard Gallant. In the midst of a four-game losing streak, after a four-game winning streak that seemed to turn the tide for Vegas... The Golden Knights felt a change was imminent and fired Gerard Gallant on Wednesday morning. If that weren't crazy enough, and I'm not even talking crazy as in this is a stupid decision, which, you know, we can get to in a little bit whether I think this was the right move or not, and I think you're not going to be shocked with what I think of this move. The Golden Knights, in what can only be described as a stunning move in naming the successor to Gerard Gallant, the Golden Knights hired former San Jose Sharks coach Peter DeBoer, who was fired by the Sharks just 35 days ago. You cannot make this stuff up if you tried. The Golden Knights lost 4-2 to the Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday. It was their fourth consecutive loss. Four straight losses after what was seemingly what could have been described as a season-defining victory by defeating the Stanley Cup champion Blues 5-4 in overtime when they were down 3-0, stormed back to take the lead and eventually win the game in overtime. That, at that point, Put the Golden Knights in, and you know what? I'm gonna find the exact number in which I, I, which we have the actual record from November 27th on. The Vegas Golden Knights went 13, four and two after starting the season 11, 11 and four. The Golden Knights then won 13 of its next 19 games had a good, solid positioning of first place in the Pacific Division, 
and then they lose four in a row. They lose four in a row by a combined score of 12 to five. Now, normally that is in a, that is a, uh, not a good sign, but you take the overall theme into this. The Golden Knights are three points out of first place in the Pacific division. They are one point behind Calgary for second place. They are out of a playoff spot at this current juncture with Vancouver and Winnipeg having two games in hand. So right now, all that's not good. However, you are still three points out of first place in the Pacific Division. And General Manager Kelly McCrimmon thought that the best move to make, not personnel-wise, not defense, not a forward, maybe goaltending, none of that. The core root of the problem was Gerard Gallant. After a 6.01 winning percentage in two plus seasons, after leading this expansion franchise to a Stanley Cup final appearance in year one, to a Stanley Cup playoff appearance in year two, which they should have advanced beyond the first round, after all of that, Despite losing four in a row and only a few points out of first place in the Pacific Division, Gerard Gallant has been fired. And in to replace Gerard Gallant is the man that Gerard Gallant called a clown before Game 7 of last year's playoff series. I, I am always a fan of the narrative I I love narrative in sports, whether a former player does something amazing against his former team, whether it it just storybooks connect and it just brings everyone together in a, in a frenzy that just gets me amped up. You cannot write this narrative any crazier. Peter DeBoer is the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. And I, I am still in shock. I am still in shock. Even 24 hours after this, because I mean, covering this team, we obviously have never seen or dealt with a situation like this where a coach has been fired. Now, if the golden Knights had not done what they'd done or not done what they did in the first two years, you know, they're toward the bottom of the lottery. They're not winning games. They're not, you know, things just aren't falling in place. And yeah, you could understand it. And apparently Galan had one year left on his deal. And Vegas, and I know this for a fact, it's been reported, but I had heard through back channels that Galan and the Golden Knights were discussing a contract extension about, you know, 10 games ago, as early as 10 games ago. So when they were on this roll of 13-4-2, they were discussing a contract extension. Now, the thing with the Golden Knights, as you'll notice in the Peter DeBoer hiring, the Golden Knights did not announce terms of their new coach. So we don't know what this deal looks like. We don't know uh, how how long it is. We don't know how short it is. We don't know the current situation of it right now. But as it stands right now, the Golden Knights are ninth in the Western Conference. They are three points out of first place in the Pacific Division. They are one point out of a wild card spot and the golden Knights fired their head coach. I am 
All I can say is I'm stunned. All I can say is that I am stunned by what has transpired in the last 24 hours. And again, I I would have had something up sooner, but I didn't think we were going to be late from California as much. But it is what it is. And now the Golden Knights are in a position. And, and more specifically, Golden Knights management has put itself in a very unique situation. Because now... You have to hope this is the guy. You have to hope that Peter DeBoer is going to lead you to the playoffs. And if he doesn't, I don't even want to think what the what fans and supporters of this team would even have to say. So let's look at it from this standpoint. Let, let's we're going to break this up today. Gerard Gallant. And then Peter DeBoer. We'll start with Gerard Gallant. Do I think he should have been fired? Absolutely not. I think this is probably going to go down. This is the seventh coaching change in the NHL this season. This is going to go down as the biggest knee-jerk reaction out of them all. Now, I thought the the Peter Laviolette firing in Nashville was a, uh, a panic move. This is a bigger panic move. The Predators were five points out of, a, out of a playoff spot. I thought that that was ridiculous. There was still plenty of time for them to go. If John Hines can turn that team around, more power to them. But in terms of Gerard Gallant, the Jack Adams winner in the first year of this franchise's history, and then leading them to a playoff appearance in year two, in year three, yeah, there were definitely some ups and downs. It's not like this was a perfect season. It's not like this... It's not like everything was falling into place for Vegas. You could tell the dominoes were not falling their way back in the offseason when they traded Colin Miller, when they traded Eric Halla, when they traded Nikita Gusev. You look at how those three decisions are panning out. Miller, okay, maybe that's a win. Halla, playing well in Carolina. Gusev playing well in New Jersey. You're talking about how the bottom six has needed scoring. Those two guys, especially right now, could be a huge help. Instead, the Golden Knights went heavy on their top six, invested heavily in their top six, took the chance on a couple of rookies to slide into the lineup, and here we are. The product on the ice has resulted in the Golden Knights now being as it stands, not in a playoff spot. Is that on Gerard Gallant? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think all of the blame is put on him. I don't believe that all the blame should be put on him. But when you look at how coaching changes happen, when when coaching change is made, the fall guy is obviously the head coach, before it's the general manager, before it's the president of hockey operations, before it's the owner. Okay. There's not really, there's not really one definitive answer as to say who the blame's on right now. We know where the blame lies and the blame lies in how this team looks right now. It's just as simple as that. The blame right now lies on who is making these decisions because you're not going to sit there and tell me that a coach where many, many players 
have said publicly, especially in this organization, that there is no coach that they would rather play for than Gerard Gallant. You can't tell me that all of a sudden, during a four-game losing streak, after your biggest win of the season to this date, you can't tell me that all of a sudden, oh, they just stopped playing for him. Because clearly, as Kelly McCrimmon stated today, this is a decision that was made solely based on performance. Now, should the Golden Knights be in first place in the Pacific Division? Absolutely. There is no denying the fact that this team, given the talent on this roster, should be the top team in the Pacific Division. So, of course, you can understand from the standpoint that there would be people that are a little pissed off that they're not, especially the ones at higher up, that are not getting the job done. And of course, again, the fall guy is always the head coach. The problem now is Kelly McCrimmon has come out and said that these decisions, whenever they're made, are not always the easiest ones to make. Let me pull up uh, the press release from earlier today um, in the statement that Kelly McCrimmon said. Provided by the team earlier today. In order for our team to reach its full potential, we determined a coaching change was necessary. Our team is capable of more than we have demonstrated this season. I don't know what to think of that. In order for our team to reach its full potential. What is the full potential exactly? You had just come off your biggest win of the season. You have just come off one of the biggest wins in a regular season game that this franchise has ever had, you're still in first place. And yet, after all of that, that is your response? Here's more of what McCrimmon said when he met with the media earlier today. As a manager, sometimes you have a feeling that something isn't the way you need it to be or want it to be. We feel we've underperformed a little bit, and that's not to pile at the foot of Mike and Gerard, but sometimes you feel a change is needed. All of a sudden, now you feel a change is needed? Like, that's where I don't get. This is how you know that that explanation right there is where this season is going to lie. If you're a Golden Knights fan, that is going to determine how this season goes. Because either Peter DeBoer comes in in these final 33 games, leads the Golden Knights to the, to the Pacific Division title, and leads them on a deep playoff run, or this season is going to be a failure and it's going to be on the front office. It is going to be on the front office by that statement alone. Because you can't just go ahead and say that all of a sudden, now a change is needed. You can't just do that for a coach who in two seasons in this team's history has done more than any coach in any expansion team, new franchise, whatever you want to call it, in sports history, or at least in the expansion era. This is a knee-jerk, remo- a knee-jerk move that was not needed. It was a knee-jerk move that didn't need to happen. If the Golden Knights had lost 10 in a row and the team looked like it just gave up and you're heading into the trade deadline, you need to make a move, fine. Go ahead and do it, but it sure as hell is not because that team did not want to play for that coach. It definitely isn't. 
And now you're asking a coach to come in with 33 games left in this season who was just fired because his team was underperforming because his general manager did not provide the necessary resources to bring that team back from a year ago to challenge for a Stanley Cup title. You're asking that coach to come in and energize this team? And what if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? Then it's on them. It's on Kelly McCrimmon. It's on George McPhee. I've always said, when it comes to this franchise, that from year one, winning changes everything. Winning changed the course of this franchise. Winning accelerated the timeline of this franchise. It sounds cliche, but it's true. If this team isn't winning, they don't trade for Max Pacioretty. They don't trade for Mark Stone. They don't sign Paul Stasny. They don't make the necessary moves to try and uh, sign Alex Tuck to an extension. They don't make the moves to sign Nate Schmidt to an extension. They don't sign Shea Theodore to a long-term... Well, maybe they sign Shea Theodore to a long-term contract extension. But maybe they don't re-sign William Carlson. Maybe they don't re-sign Jonathan Marshall. Maybe they don't re-sign Marc-Andre Fleury to a four-year extension. Winning changed the course of this franchise. And now we are seeing that winning has changed the course of this franchise for the worst. And that is now promptly and maybe unfairly asked of Peter DeBoer, much like it's probably unjustifiably asked of John Hines in Nashville to come in and try and get this team to a playoff spot. And that is a challenge that is going to be a tall order for Peter DeBoer as he now enters as coach of the Golden Knights. Now let's look at the side from DeBoer. Obviously, you look at this and there is probably no more comical hire to make at this juncture considering who was available at this time. I know a lot of people uh, clamored for Peter Laviolette, of all people, to take over as coach. That would have been an ideal hire. But here is where we're at right now. This This is how we also know this is going to be on Kelly McCrimmon. In the span of 24 hours, they had made the call to fire Gerard Gallant, make the call to Peter DeBoer, offer him the job, he accepted, and then he was brought in the next day. Now... That 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 part alone boggles my mind. That apparently you have been thinking about this for at least some point, at least in the last five to six days, you have probably thought about this. Because this doesn't... I, I don't think Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee woke up one day, went to the office and go, hey, you know what sounds good? Firing Gerard Galland and bringing in Peter DeBoer. I don't think that happened. This had to have been something that they had been thinking about for at least the last few days. So it could not have just come about in the last 24 hours. It's had to come at least in the last five to six days, maybe a little bit longer than that. And to me, this is a hire where you are now going to be looked at by the fans and those who have spent season ticket money on this team, who have spent hard-earned money to want to come watch this team that has stolen the hearts and minds of everybody 
in the NHL, especially in this city. And you are bringing in a guy who the fan base really does not like. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to go on Twitter and find out that a lot of people, a lot of Golden Knights fans, do not like Peter DeBoer. And I don't even know if it was necessarily just because he was coach of the Sharks. uh, Probably a great deal of that. But a lot of people just do not care for the guy. And maybe a lot of it was because of his chirping comments about Gerard Gallant. So now here is the situation that Peter DeBoer finds himself in. He finds himself coming into a franchise where if he succeeds, this is going to be one of the best turnarounds in the league that we've ever seen. Because a coach who was mired in San Jose, who people were calling for his head in San Jose because they weren't winning, he's got a really good chance to walk into Vegas starting starting today in Ottawa. And lead this team to where it needs to go. He's a proven winner. He's led the Devils and the Sharks to a Stanley Cup final appearance. Both in his first season. He's had more sustained success with the Sharks. Than he has with the Devils. He led the Sharks to the playoffs in every single season. Except this one. So it's not saying that Peter DeBoer. Isn't a good coach. He's shown his track record. Given the talent he had in San Jose. To be at least a quality coach. Now, he's probably walking into a better goaltending situation, which might help a little bit. But to me, Peter DeBoer, while he has a chance to walk into a successful situation with Vegas, he also has a chance to walk into a very rocky one. Because the fan base already is, a, is very shaky about Peter DeBoer. We already know the history between the Golden Knights and the Sharks with Peter DeBoer. We already know that the Golden Knights right now are not in a playoff spot. Peter DeBoer, unfairly or unjustly, now has 33 games to right this ship. And the thing of it is, is that if he does not lead the Golden Knights to the playoffs this year, it cannot be on him. And that is where I think a lot of people need to take a step back and, and realize that a lot of people need to kind of bring themselves together just for a little bit and realize that it will not be all on him if they do not make the playoffs. The Golden Knights are still likely going to be in the market for a defenseman at the trade deadline. They're going to need to be in the market for a defenseman. They're going to need to get somebody. But Peter DeBoer is walking into a situation where if he succeeds, it's going to be the greatest thing. Ed Kelly McCrimmon is going to look like a genius. If the Golden Knights miss the playoffs, there are so many questions I have. One of them, is he gone after this season? I'm thinking all of this just hypothetically, if the Golden Knights do not make the playoffs. If, he, if they do not make the playoffs, one, is DeBoer gone? Because the Golden Knights, much like they did not do with Gerard Gallant, they did not announce his contract terms. And they did not do that when they announced the hiring of Peter DeBoer. That's just the Golden Knights do not do that. They only do that with players. They did not announce the contract of Kelly McCrimmon when he was promoted to general manager. Keep that in mind. So front office, coaching staff, we don't know. If the Golden Knights do not make the playoffs, does DeBoer leave? Does he get fired? Okay. If he gets fired, 
is obviously that means another coaching search. Do the, do the Golden Knights wait this out and try and go for a more established coach? Maybe a Peter Laviolette. Maybe DeBoer is established enough to where they want to keep him long term. That is something that they have to consider as well. How much of a leash does Peter DeBoer have? It might be a long enough leash because this is apparently Kelly McCrimmon's guy. This is clearly their guy. Their meaning Kelly and George. This is their this this is their guy. Is Kelly McCrimmon really going to be like, yes, he is our guy going forward. We believe in Peter DeBoer. If they make the playoffs, great. If they get to the cup final, even better. If they win it, holy hell. But I, I just don't know. There is a lot of there are a lot of what ifs. And even Kelly McCrimmon said, I'm not going to spend time going into what ifs. You kind of have to. This is a huge what if. What if the Golden Knights don't make the playoffs? Then what are you going to do? Do you just blow the roster up? Does does DeBoer become the next fall guy? Now don't get me wrong. I, I've even I've said multiple times, even on this podcast, Doug Wilson screwed the Sharks over in a major way. They went all in on re-signing Eric Carlson to committing their cap to three defensemen and a heavy top six. By doing so, they lost out on a lot of depth at forward. And I said from the beginning, if that was the one thing that was going to cost the Sharks, that was going to be it, and Peter DeBoer happened to be the fall guy. This is going to be another one of those situations where the Golden Knights don't have a lot of talent on the blue line. They're lacking in the bottom six. Marshall Hill's back, so now they can probably even it out a little bit. And the goaltending right now is not where it needs to be. That's almost the exact same situation that he had in San Jose. Only difference is, is that San Jose didn't have to trade everybody. They just lost everybody. Vegas was forced to trade literally every valuable depth piece that it had. So now Peter DeBoer is being asked in, a, in what can only be described as a really crappy situation to now come in and somehow energize this locker room, which has now lost four in a row, just lost at Buffalo to start this eight-game road trip, and has to try and energize this crowd, or energize this locker room in any conceivable fashion that it can. And if it doesn't, you thought the boos were loud on, against uh, Columbus the other night. This is going to be a little bit worse. DeBoer is probably going to help the special teams. There's no doubt about that. DeBoer is probably going to help in some capacity getting the best out of this offense. I'm more than likely going to guess that we have seen the end of the top line as we know it. And we're going to see a lot of different things going forward. Whether it be good or whether it be bad, we find out Thursday in Ottawa when Peter DeBoer is expected to make his debut as the Vegas Golden Knights coach in Ottawa. Which, by the way, is Mark Stone's first game in Ottawa since being traded. Lest we forget that that is another storyline that we didn't even get a chance to talk about today because Peter DeBoer is the new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. 
This is going to be a move that we're going to talk about for a long, long time. And it's either going to result in the Golden Knights returning to the top of the league, or it is going to begin a downfall. Now, I don't think it's going to be a downfall that they will never recover because there's too much talent on this team to even think of such a downfall. But it is going to be a downfall where the Golden Knights are going to be caught in a position where they're going to be doing things that I don't think anybody should have expected them to be doing at this point, which is looking for another coach. Because now the pressure's on. The pressure is on now. I won't go so far as to say it's cup or bust, but the pressure is on. The Golden Knights, I I, I will say it right now, the Golden Knights need to make the playoffs and they need to win at least one round. I will give them one round. I'm on the fence of two. The Golden Knights need to make the Western Conference Final. Anything less then it will be a catastrophic failure on the hands of the Golden Knights front office. We have, can, we have made George McPhee look like a genius when he did his work in the expansion draft, making the trades that he did, acquiring the draft capital, doing everything possible that he could to put the Golden Knights in a situation to succeed now and in the future. Now, he has turned all the attention to Kelly McCrimmon. And now, Kelly McCrimmon, who was sought after by a number of franchises, the Oilers, the Seattle franchise, every franchise that needed a general manager, they looked to Kelly McCrimmon, being George McPhee's right-hand man, and said, that is the guy that we want. That is the guy that we want to lead our franchise. This is the first major move of his tenure as general manager of the Golden Knights. And if it does not work, it will be viewed as a catastrophic failure. And it will all be on his hands. And for the sake of himself, for every Golden Knights fan listening to this podcast, and for every Golden Knights fan that has put money into this team for season tickets, for tickets to games, for everything about this team for the last two and a half years. This is on him. If it does not work, this could be, I won't say the beginning of the end, but it could be abysmally catastrophic. And I think that's the best way to put it. So that will do it tonight, guys. Uh, tonight, today. Again, I've just gotten back from California. Uh, it's been a whirlwind of a day. And it is all because with 33 games to go, Peter DeBoer has a huge task in front of him. And again, th- I, I know I say it. This is why they play 82 games. So there's plenty of time to make it happen. But there is, there is time. But there is not a lot of time. And the pressure now rests on Peter DeBoer and Kelly McCrimmon to make some magic and to get this team back to the playoffs and get them very far in the playoffs 
because anything else less than that is not going to look good. So that is going to do it for us, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Uh, Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't already, on a lighter note, if you haven't gotten a chance to listen to my two-part conversation with Nate Schmidt and William Carlson about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, please make sure you go back and listen to that. We touch on The Rise of Skywalker. We touch on The Mandalorian. We touch on a bunch of other things that I think will entice a lot of you, even if you aren't Star Wars fans, if you just want to listen to three nerds talk about the most ridiculous thing going right now. Um, please feel free to do that. Please let me know what you think. Uh, it was great to have Nate and Will on for those two episodes. And uh, we will be back tomorrow to discuss Mark Stone's return to Ottawa and Peter DeBoer's first game as coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. So thank you guys. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, regular uploading schedule. It's going to go according to plan. So we'll be back uh, Thursday night, maybe Friday. I, I'm, I'm going to guess we're going to go Friday. So that will do it. Thank you guys for listening. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And we will see you tomorrow. Have a good one.